welcome to Chick Chat, the podcast where the girl with many titles talks about life, the good and the bad and everything around it. We're going to sit, chat, share life stories and experiences from business to relationship. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Chick Chat podcast. So in this week's episode, I am talking about mental health and specifically how do we explain depression to someone that might not get it? So this episode I chose because we get to the end of January. I completely understand that with the cost of living crisis, coming out of the pandemic, there were just so many things going on that it'd be easy to kind of, just even the winter, it'd be easy to forget that we all have good and bad mental health and sometimes we don't realise what the signs of bad mental health leading to things like depression and anxiety, what all of that looks like and how they kind of work together. So ultimately I yeah, I wanted to kind of quickly go through that because I so the reason because the reason I want to talk about that is because I wrote a blog um back in twenty twenty, November eleventh to be specific, and I'm gonna be referencing that through this podcast. And it was written at a time where I really needed to find people that understood what I was going through because I remember trying to explain what my depression manifests itself as and how I feel and just feeling very kind of misunderstood I suppose that'd be the word and quite triggered because I think especially when you're talking to people that you're close to you expect them to understand and it's not always the case because everyone deals with mental health very differently so I'm going to first start by going through my challenge of the week or tip of the week so I suppose challenge of the week is catching up. Um, yeah, from last week, I'm doing the podcast later than I was hoping to do it again, but I'm really glad that I've kept consistent with it. But um, yeah, today I ended up having to go to A&E, which I wasn't expecting. And it just kind of changed the day a little bit. Not that it's even changed it in a, in a bad way, but um, yeah, I was already catching up and doing quite well with that. But my challenge is just to make sure that I don't get overwhelmed whilst I'm trying to catch up and also don't try to put too much more on my plate because actually I've got loads done today and this week um, and a lot more done than I was expecting. So yeah, remind, note to self, reminders to be easier on myself. Um, so right, let's get straight into it. So depression. So in this blog, I talk about what depression is, what causes depression. So for those of you that don't know, um, Depression is not just feeling happy or or sad. So for me, it persisted when I first started, or when I first noticed that I had depression, was when I was about eighteen. I had failed my AS levels. Um, I completely flopped. I think I got a, a one pass, which was a D, and I just was not in a great place. But I didn't realise that it was depression. So I went to the doctors, and I was like, my periods have stopped. I'm not sleeping well. I'm not. I've got no appetite and they asked me how long it had been going on and it had been weeks so to be diagnosed with depression you have to have been having persistent symptoms for more than two weeks and I remember at the time the doctor just said oh yeah you've got depression here are some tablets here's a leaflet work away and I remember being like what does that mean and when I went back home and told my mum my mum was like mum's a nurse she'd said well do you know what you're putting in your body and why you're putting it in your body and I was like well no not really like they didn't explain it and I don't know so she was like well you better do some research and I wouldn't be putting something in your body that you don't 
understand at least understand the ramifications so I decided to do some research I started going and exercising and to be fair from back then I, I definitely need to get back into exercising now but from then every time it came to near exam season any times of stress I would be going to the gym like I obviously I'd lost weight anyway but I was a fat kid but this was just something that I managed to keep up and it really really helped and then the the second time round um I yeah it was during the pandemic and I, to be fair I think there have been periods here and there because my dad was diagnosed with cancer years ago there have definitely been periods where it's been depression like there's, there's nothing else um I was cheating on like there were just things that looking back when so I'm someone that my therapist said that I have oh what's the word now and also this is another one of the symptoms memory loss and this was how I actually my brother made me realize later on in life that um maybe my mental health links to my memory loss and yeah that's a symptom for anyone that doesn't know but anyway my therapist said that I've got high function anxiety and depression and I'd never heard that before and I found that really weird because I was like well how can you have high function anxiety and depression and she was like well you are such an achiever but you don't sit and celebrate the little wins you are constantly working on one thing and then going next which is so true and my a lot of people so for those of you that don't, don't know as well the feelings of anxiety and excitement are very similar and when you're used to knowing that you feel anxious even when you're getting excited it feels like it's anxiety and that's also another thing that I've had to start distinguishing between and I literally have to like you're retraining your brain into and when you go to therapy when you take tablets when you do other things and I've had people like Laura Dawn on the, on the podcast before talking about um, bipolar um, and the fact that pills aren't just a solution you've still got to do loads of different things and I think that's something that really stands out to me because when I look at how my depression manifests it's very clear that there are certain things that I can do to help myself and when I wrote this blog I talked about my depression being like a black hole and I think that it's not I think I know this is something that I always live with it, the black hole doesn't disappear to me it's like the black hole is small for a lot of time and then when things start to get worse when I get triggered by different things it then grows bigger to a point where it feels all-consuming and on Twitter I was like how do you explain this to someone who doesn't get it and do you know what this made I think when we talk about sense of community and I've talked very much about like what I do online and the fact that my job's very different but when you have people that can explain how you feel without even you having to say anything like it just it took me from a place where I've never been suicidal but I didn't care if I wasn't alive anymore it just everything just seemed like a lot I was just so tired of being in fight or flight mode I was tired of just having to exist it, everything was just really tiring and then all of a sudden these people come up and they're like oh yeah totally get it and this is an example of how I feel and it just yeah it completely changed my perspective so what I do on what I did on the blog is I just mentioned who contributed and whether like they class themselves as she her um they them and and so on so I, I I wasn't specific about who the people were I kept everything anonymous and there were just I had everything ranging from at the time I think it was 
24 to about 40. So, oh, actually, no, I've got one here that's 20 to about 40. And yeah, there was just, there was a lot. And um, yeah, so I'll give you an example of one. And it's, to be fair, all of them really helped. So I had a guy, 24, say, as well as the usual symptoms, I often get feelings of emptiness. I don't feel sad. I just feel nothing. Like life is just sailing by and, and I'm not a part of it. I hate hearing, just stop being sad. Why don't you just go out? Stop feeling sorry for yourself. And I think the positive words, and I'm saying that in inverted commas, sometimes people are toxically positive. I think it's great to give someone positive words of affirmation and let them know that yes we can do this you, like you'll be fine but I think when you don't completely understand something and someone's just saying oh just go for a walk just do something like it's so hard like I like I said I've spent over two years in therapy now on and off and it's very clear that I need to be in a routine so I've been intermittent fasting for years even before I started going to therapy and I've talked about that on the blog as well but intermittent fasting helped me and I didn't realise this because it gets me in a routine. So I now eat between 12 and 8pm. When I used to work for other people, um, it would change. So I'd start a bit earlier and finish eating a bit earlier. But yeah, so the... Oh, did I do that? Or, or I'd start eating later. But anyway, you can... So I do, I think, the 12, 8 one. Um, but it gets me in a routine. So I have my breakfast at 12 o'clock and it stresses my dad out because my dad thinks I'm just not eating. But genuinely, like, it really helps. And for a good year and a half during the pandemic, maybe even longer than that, every day at 12 o'clock, I would eat Weetabix because I needed to not have that decision in my mind. And it was the only thing I could stomach, especially when my mental health was bad. It was the only food I knew I could eat without wanting to be sick, without it putting me off. And then I normally eat between five and six. So it's really funny when I go to my brothers um, in England because they eat at like eight o'clock. My mum and dad eat at like eight o'clock. It's, it's too late. Um, but yeah, if other people are cooking for me, then it's a godsend. And honestly, like since I've got with G, I do not lift a finger. If it's not G cooking, it's my dad or it's my brother. And I very rarely have to cook. And thank God for that because it's just another one of those things that I think, especially when you grow up, I grew up in a family where we used to clean on a Friday and my mum's version of a weekly clean is what other people call a spring clean. And I remember one day having, I talk about this story quite a lot, so I'm sorry if I'm repeating this, but I remember one day um, I'd started working myself. It was like a 12 hour day and I finally finished work at like seven o'clock. It was dark, finally finished eating and it was Friday and I remember thinking, sorry, finally finished working and I remember thinking, I now have to cook. And if I don't clean the house, I'm just going to be stressed out all weekend. And I literally just sat there and cried. Literally cried. And yeah. And I think, and a part of how my mental health, well, what helps mental health is having things in order and like, especially having a clean house. And that's something that I'm still working on now. Like I have kept myself in a messy house at the moment because I know that I just need to learn that no one's going to die it's it's okay but I also don't like that so I'm gonna go back to getting a cleaner because there are also just some things that I know I need to delegate but yeah anyway that's just that's my thought process and the little steps that I've taken to make sure that one I'm keeping on top of my mental health two I'm not overwhelming myself and three I'm just making my life a little bit easier because there are just some days where I've just got loads to think about and we all have loads to think about 
And the last thing you want to be thinking about, or the last thing you want to do is eat bad food. Like, I've noticed since me and G started dating, because I'm not also eating a lot of meat in my diet. Like, my go-to food when I was sad was a rack of ribs. And now, because, again, he cooks for me the majority of the time when my brother's cooking. First of all, I don't eat meat as much as I used to. And it's not unhealthy stuff that I'm eating all the time. I'm eating really healthy things. So, yeah, that's made a massive, massive difference to my life. So, yeah, diet is definitely one of those things. Um, I have another one here from... Do you know what? I really liked the men contributed to this so i've got a man here that was 29 and said people treat men with depression as if you're not a man and i think that's one of the saddest things because when we talk about and i've even talked on this podcast about um how i was scared to start dating g because in my mind we are both people that deal with depression it might be varying levels but how do you not trigger each other but i've actually found that of course life happens things aren't always great but when you've got a partner that kind of understands I've just found that there's a difference to how I cope and how we get through life and and I'm speaking from my own personal experience rather than like speaking for G and I think this is something that we'll touch on on a podcast together as well but I've just found that for me it's actually helped a lot because both of us have been to therapy, both of us are aware of what we need to do and the fact that it's not on our partners to fix us. It's not on... Um, but it's also... That doesn't also mean that you can't have your partner support you. And when we talk about men talking about their mental health, you can still see that there are times... I, I don't know if this is just a girl thing or what, but there are still times when I do get G's talk more in depth about like how he's feeling because I think it's very easy for me and I'm used to doing this. Like who goes online and talks about not wanting to be alive anymore? Like that's something that I'm comfortable talking about and I'm okay talking about because I know that I've got an audience that receives it well and there are people that need to hear this this message. But not everyone's like that and I completely understand that. But yeah, I just think that when it comes to men, and especially because of the way that men are supposed to be seen in society, the one thing that I love about me and G and the partners I've been with in the past is that we've never kind of agreed on that that social construct of you're a woman, so you should be doing like the housework, you should be doing the, this this stuff. You're a man, so you should be the breadwinner. You should do this and you should do that. That's never been some like something that I've agreed with, and even now, like being with G, that's something that again, both of us don't subscribe to that because we pick the things that we enjoy doing what do we find easier to do what do we want to be doing so for example like I said he cooks 99% of the time and I've grown up around men that cook my dad cooks most of the time my brother cooks most of the time so that's not even like a weird thing to me but it's it just helps so much I do the driving I enjoy driving I absolutely love driving and driving makes G anxious as hell so that's it's such an easy win but yeah even just sitting and talking about some of those things and I've caught myself sometimes where I don't know whether it's a subconscious thing, society, whatever. Maybe we'll be talking about something. I've got expectations where I then realise, actually, that's something that society expects of a man. But that doesn't mean that it makes him any less of a man or it makes me any less of a woman because I choose not to do something. I'm talking about getting a cleaner. It doesn't make me less of a woman because I choose to get a cleaner. It just means that, to me, I'm being smart with my time and my sanity. I'm getting someone to do something that I know I want to do, but I spend too much time doing it. I've got other things that are a priority. I need to keep a roof over my head. So... Yeah, um, let's pick another one. I've got... 
a woman that was 26 and she said people think to be depressed you have to be laid in bed all day every day when really 99% of the time you seem to just function as normal and get on with day-to-day life so then others are like oh you look fine look at you um, and that's how this person's family saw them and they said it's just sad to think but it's mean ignorance so this is actually a really good one I didn't even look at this be- like pick this beforehand but when I talk about having high functioning anxiety and depression specifically high functioning depression a lot of people that have bad mental health are really good at wearing masks so good to the point where like I say sometimes I um I'm good at picking up on emotions I'm good at reading people and there are times I'll be around people and I leave and I just feel super super drained and I'll pick up sometimes that people aren't okay it's sometimes difficult to kind of ask someone but I'm learning that actually you're better off just asking and getting it off your chest because I sit there and think oh I wish I'd have like asked them I wish um I'd have made it clearer that like I was okay to talk about it but yeah this what this person said totally resonated because like I said before when you've got when you are high functioning you are used to wearing a mask you are used to smashing goals and smashing life and doing things and I noticed like at the beginning of this I said uh, I was joking about my uh, my, um, memory being bad but the past few weeks, like I can see when I start to get triggered and I'm getting really good at reading my body. And again, this is all practice and this takes time. This was two years ago and I'm still working on it. But I have spent time learning what the beginning of a depressive episode looks like and how, and, and then obviously knowing how to stop it. And the fact that I know that my memory's been bad, I've not been sleeping well. Um, What the triggers? The triggers at the moment for me are, it's it's me, it's my subconscious. I am... I don't tell myself that I'm not good enough, but when good things start to happen, the business has been doing really well, I get imposter syndrome, I freak out. And it's easy enough to show up on camera and talk about things, but I just felt really burnt out. I've stayed away from social media quite a lot, except for TikTok. And that's just because of, honestly, it's it's burnout. And it's a different type of burnout because I, I feel like I go through peaks and troughs where... I've got lots of energy, like lots is going on. And then I just dip. And when I dip, I disappear. And it's something that I've said in the past, I really appreciate the fact that my friends just understand when I disappear. And when I'm back, they never make me feel guilty about that. And that's really important. Um, Okay, let's pick another one. We have... Oh, we had a woman at 34 saying... From my understanding and personal experience, depression to me is a deep feeling of unhappiness, either from known causes or unknown causes. It feels like it's you against the world, nobody cares, and it's just you alone. It's a dark cloud hovering above. And I think there's a common theme here that people just seem to feel very isolated, feel like you're in this, like, pit. And um, what is the point of this podcast? I think the point of this podcast is to remind people that you're not alone and if you do want to reference how some other people feel feel free to get in touch feel free to go and have a look at the blog like I said it was released on November 11th 2020 and feel free to open up you will find what I found is the more that I've opened up about how I feel and who I am as a person and how that affects me in business and life and my relationship I found my real tribe I don't have to put a mask on I don't have to be someone that I don't want to be and and I still need to work on being better for myself and taking care of myself even more and self-care self-love all of that but I've noticed that 
as I'm doing more and more of that and getting the right people in my life, I am being kinder to myself, I'm giving myself what I deserve and what I'm worth. And ultimately, that's bringing more better people in my life. It's bringing better things into my business. And it's just changing the scope of everything that I do. So if there is anyone that is struggling this month, that just feels like everything just seems like a bit of a slog, or they're not even like, you're not sure if you're not okay or what's going on <coughs> excuse me like I've said get in touch there are people that want to help there are people that want to listen and I'm one of those people so yeah I really hope this podcast helps someone and I hope that um the people that do go back and look at this blog save it because I've looked back at it a few times and I reference a few other blogs I talked about, like one, It's Okay to Not Be Okay, another one, Being a Black Woman Surrounded by White Privilege, and Setting Healthy Boundaries. So there are <clears throat> loads of different ones I've talked about across the the blog. And like I said, I really hope that it helps someone. So I'm going to end the podcast with my win of the week. What is my win of the week? Do you know what? It's remaining consistent with this podcast. I keep saying I'm going to record ahead of time, get everything sorted, and it doesn't happen. Like I said today, there have just been loads of different things happening where it's been one thing after another, something's not been working. And I've even had to record this in two parts. Uh, rather than getting frustrated, I'm trying this lucky girl syndrome and everything works out. So I kept saying to myself, I'm so lucky because everything works out. And what's it done? It's worked out. I've recorded it. I've stayed consistent. So that is definitely a massive win of the week. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> I will leave you to it now. And I will just say thank you as always for, yeah, for watching, taking part commenting subscribing and so on um yeah keep doing that because I'm definitely going to be focusing a lot more on the podcast this year and getting some people back that I've had before that you guys seem to love so yeah I'll see you guys next week